0: On this episode of Bite Sized, we are watching and discussing the 24th scene of the movie Twilight. For those of you watching along at home, that is from 2948 to 31 minutes and 57 seconds. And now, on to the episode. everyone and welcome back to yet another episode of bite-sized twilight film retrospective podcast. If this is your first episode, welcome. So glad to have you here. Here's what's happening. My name is Ben. I'm the host of this show. I am watching and discussing the movie Twilight one scene at a time with a different guest every week. For me, I'm watching the movie Twilight very slowly over the course of like a year and a half. For my guest, they get nothing, no context except for what they bring with them already. I give them about 90 seconds to three minutes of movie, and we talk about that for as long as we can. Joining me today... We have a writer, an actor, a musician, a dabbler in what? Only one way to find out. Brian Huther, welcome thank to Bite Size. You.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thrilled to be here. How's
0: it going? How are you handling the cold weather?
1: Uh, it's. I'm. I'm handling it great. I live in a, in a an enclosed space indoors. That's good. Uh, which 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 really helps me in the endeavor of not dying.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, for those of you, I don't know why I mention the weather almost every time at the start of the show, but it's something to talk about, I guess. It
1: definitely is. And I, But I don't know that we need to talk about the weather when we've got a, a clip this juicy. No, you're right. I... We there's need to, so much to dig into we
0: need to get straight to the meat of the matter and that is the scene we're watching today we're going to cut straight to the chase we're watching the 24th scene of the movie twilight we're back in the lunchroom we have a good couple minutes mm-hmm. and maybe it's beach party time
1: i will say yeah i will say best scene my favorite scene from twilight that i've ever watched
0: oh the, that reminds me i forgot uh, to start this, the way I start every interview with a guest, yeah, is by asking you, Brian, what is your history with the Twilight franchise? Nothing. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I haven't. Love that.
1: I, I I have absorbed what 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 culture has brought to me. Okay, but I've never I never read it, never watched it. I just know things like Team.
0: What's his name? No, you got it. You yeah, can remember
1: Team Jacob and Team Jacob Team. It's not Robert. That's the actor. That's the
0: real man's name. It is? Oh, it is. That's the actor's name is Robert. Robert Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying.
1: Team uh, Edward. 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 Edward Edward Cullen. Yeah, yeah, Um, you're doing great. I know Bella. I know... That it's crazy. All your like, friends. You know, I know. Yeah, I know Bella. I know this uh, this kid with the long sort of emo hair who uh-huh. wears a tie yeah. to school. Eric. Uh, <laughs> Eric, I guess. Uh-huh. One of my favorites. There's
0: <laughs> Eric is um, one of my favorites because he kind of reminds me of how I was in high school. Mm. Um, a little too uncomfortably so. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, would you say you were more of an Eric or a Mike? Uh, Mike is the one with the like striped shirt. I guess the blonde
1: one. The blonde one.
0: Yeah. Good okay, job picking so that up. I will say here's the other
1: thing that mm. I did. I watched the scene and I went and looked up the screenplay, and I and I read tr- I read the screenplay alongside of it after I had watched it. So I did pick up the name Mike because okay. Mike is mentioned. I learned something about Mike's story here that was not communicated by the scene. Okay. Which is the sort of jealousy that seems to be there for Bella. Yeah.
0: Um, Okay. Before we get too far away from it, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give us all a brief overview of the scene. It's in the lunchroom. Bella walks up to a table of her human friends and talks to them for a while. And then she goes to the salad bar and talks to Edward for a little while. And that's about it. They talk about going to the beach. There's really not much else going on in the scene. Edward's weird and confrontational again. Let's just... Let's get into it. Let's and it. let's start where you... I mean, yeah. Let's, let's start there. Let's start with the screenplay. How... How long did it take you to find not only the screenplay but the specific part of the screenplay? Uh,
1: it took me maybe 30 seconds. Okay. That was yeah, quick. I Googled Twilight Screenplay and then I uh, control F and then I whatever mm. whatever Edward was saying at the time, I typed
0: that in. That makes a lot came of sense. Right up. So what did what did you learn then about our friend Mike? Have you looked at the screenplay? No, I can't say that I have. Okay. no. It's interesting. The lines
1: I... are different. Yeah, um, because
0: one of my favorite things. We're, and one of the things we're going to talk a lot about today in this kind of scene and in an upcoming episode is the things that are going on that I don't think anyone ever intended. Stuff that's going on in the background, weird one-off lines and, and yep. acting choices that yes. w- were probably made on the day. And yes. now we're coming in with like actual information. So what did you learn about Mike?
1: Yes. Okay. Well, what I learned about Mike mm-hmm. is primarily that there's some looks exchanged mm-hmm. uh, throughout this scene. That uh, in the first part of the scene, we don't see any like overt attention from Mike towards Bella. Mm-hmm. But later on in the scene, it mentions something about Mike sort of looking on jealously, and uh, Edward looking back when when uh, when when he asks, "What is the what beach are you going to?" Uh huh. She says. Uh, Lakush. What is she La, La Push. La push. <laughs>
0: it's La Push, baby. <laughs> La Push, baby. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I went to look that up. A too. real beach. A in, real beach. Yeah.
0: A real beach by Forks, Washington. I don't
1: know where this is set. Forks, the, Forks, Washington. Okay. And So okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there's so there's so much. I uh, so okay. Uh, I, I know that at that point Edward kind of looks at his people. Yeah. Then looks at her people. Mm-hmm. Specifically sees Mike and is like it's too crowded. Everybody's going to the beach. Come. I mean...
0: Have fun. Which beach? The Push. I don't know.
1: Is there something wrong with that beach? It's just a little crowded. As if to imply that, like, well, that Mike's say, the issue uh, that Mike's well Mike might be part of the issue uh-huh he doesn't want all these humans interfering and and dare I say cock blocking interesting fang blocking uh-huh. I don't know <laughs> fang blocking yeah, I think these, is the the terminology. these these friggin' fang blockers um so that that's, that's the impression that I got is that he is, is kind of like he just doesn't want to hang out with uh-huh. all of those humans that's for reasons of like self protection, but probably mostly just to kind of remain an edge lord.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. And not at all how I took it when I saw this when I was watching this scene in preparation. Mainly because I've seen these movies several times and I know that sort of a lot of more of the backstory. Yeah. Um, as I'm going back, I'm watching this. Uh, I wasn't listening to you talk at all. I was doing my own thing. And I, I, going back and watching the scene again, you can see Edward do a little look back. At the lunch table where I assume Eric and Mike and and Anna Kendrick were all sitting. Yes. But what I assumed, and you would have no way of knowing knowing this from the two-ish minutes of movie that I gave you. Yes. The beach they're talking about is on Native American land. It's on the Quileute Reservation. Oh. And the Quileute tribe are all werewolves. And there is a treaty between the werewolves and the vampires, and okay. there's a line that they can't cross. And in order to get to the beach, they would have to cross the line. <laughs>
1: That's why he asks what beach, because yes. I was like, I I got the impression uh-huh. that he just didn't want to go hang out with these other. Because I don't know, I just yeah, he's too exclusive. He doesn't want to have fun. I don't know. Well, no, but, that is
0: that is valid based on the screenplay as you brought up, and based on. What I just saw watching back in the clip. That does that does make it through to the to the movie.
1: Yeah, for sure. But it is so interesting because I he doesn't need to ask what beach it is in order to say, Yeah, no, I don't want to do that. How many So b- now I understand why he asked about the beach. It all does make sense. Yeah. It's so bland in this scene. Yes. The coloring. What about the coloring? Just the cinematography. Uh-huh. I swear the walls of this cafeteria are the same color as like both of their skin. Yeah. It's this and like w- pale washed out kind of green. What, what is it? your hands hovering over a bell? What is going I'm on? I'm waiting
0: for you to say a very specific word. <laughs> Tell me, know. tell me more about the colors, Brian. Uh,
1: pale? Is it pale? No, <laughs> pale. Um, deathly. Uh, no, no, you're no. getting you're getting further away. You're getting, getting colder further. as I vigorously wink colder. at you. Colder. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm getting this kind
0: of like frozen, icy. <laughs> but if you were to be more game. literal, what color would you say it is? Snow. No, literally, Brian. White. Farther, Brian.
1: <laughs> uh, I have no idea what you want me to say. Why don't you just, you know what? Back. I'm sure it'll come up. I'm sure I'll say it. It's
0: okay. okay. I'm gonna keep my hand over this bell until you I, say so it. So, looking at the colors uh-huh. of the scene, I just yeah. was
1: like, I don't want to. I didn't want to look at it. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, it's not pretty. And reading in the screenplay, yeah, that the scene with the the part with the apple, it uh-huh. describes the apple as this bright red, yeah. against his like white, uh, like, uh. I don't know what it white washed out skin color. Mm-hmm. Oh, Brian. And <laughs> oh, Brian, you've got <laughs> me so close.
0: You, you keep, you keep almost saying the word and then getting away from it. Oh, God, I hope we come back around to this. Let's start at the top of this scene. Yeah, let's do that. There is some fun stuff to talk about in really every every frame of painting, this it's one. It really is. A... We start off with Edward and his family at the table. I don't know if you know, but those are also other vampires that he's sitting I read sitting that those with. were
1: his siblings or something. I definitely got the impression. Technically, That's yes. what it said, Is siblings. Not
0: like, yeah, there, there are other vampires mm-hmm. who were uh, turned and pretend to be the adopted children of the same vampire guy. It's complicated. Yeah. Let's see. They're eating lunch, and long-time listeners will know um, the lunch scenes in this movie are crazy because the food there, uh, f- the vampires can't eat human food. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, in previous scenes, there has been crazy things in front of them during lunchtime, like a bag of hard-boiled eggs, or a single baby carrot, not on a plate, just on the table. This time, it's just like sodas and chips, and more like normal stuff. What is he holding? Cause That's he, a great Because he question. drops something. He throws something. He throws something. He when throws when something. He sees Bella, yes. and he throws his food in
1: his little... The little tray. Yes, he, and I don't know what it is. It looks like maybe is it a, a slice of chicken?
0: I thought it was a cookie. A cookie? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a chocolate chip cookie. Okay, because
1: it, it looked like maybe it was an old rotten banana, which I I figure they wouldn't do. It
0: looked like a circle with like a chunk taken out of it, like oh, roughly cookie size. Okay, sized. okay, okay. Yeah. So what do
1: they do? Do they just pretend to eat? Basically, yeah. I gotta say, and I don't want to, I don't want to say this lightly, but there's a lot about this scene that's very like. Disordered eating coded, okay. Because of like what you're saying right uh-huh. there, like so many people are just sort of pretending to eat. Yeah. Later on, when we get to what Bella's eating, what we could talk about that. We'll get a little deeper bit into more, that but one. Yeah. This, I mean, what do they do? Do they just like put it in their mouths and pretend? Do they have to like throw it under the table? Yeah.
0: When no one's looking. No, I I truly have no idea.
1: Okay, so but when they when we've got like weird foods on the table, yeah, is that meant to represent that they don't know
0: what? Mm what humans humans eat? eat no i don't think so because they've all been human at some point or another i think it's meant to represent no one was supposed to pay this close attention to the movie and yet here we are yeah he says i don't even know that's how we start the scene with edward saying is that I what don't he says know. yes I,
1: I, I watched it on like half speed trying, uh-huh. to, trying to catch it and it just i, don't, I whenever i, I watch
0: this in preparation of an episode i have like my studio headphones on it's turned all the way up i don't want to miss anything and he he mouths we see him from afar mouth i don't even know and then he says it again so and no one else at his table is saying anything right so the four of them are just sitting there watching edward say i don't even know over <laughs> and over again we don't even know what he doesn't even know though. wait
1: but he says it multiple times
0: he says it at least twice but no. we only hear it once oh yeah at the very beginning of the scene we see him say something oh, and based okay. on my I don't even know poor to average lip reading he I says don't we, even he know. says I don't even know I don't even know Bella walks up to a table of humans we've got the the whole cast of characters there Anna Kendrick, Eric uh, Mike mm-hmm. the guy this is not going to mean anything to you but the guy from the van is there a couple scenes ago, Bella almost gets hit by a van. Is that why
1: the guy had a bandage on yes, his forehead? Yes. Okay. And that's what I was gonna I was say. Confused. He uh, was yeah.
0: driving a van and he uh, slid on some ice and almost hit Bella. Uh, and then we see him like bleeding from hitting part of his van, I guess. So he's and there's a like band-aid on his head, and I thought that was a nice touch. It is a nice they touch. They were clearly like, like the script uh the uh, the, the script supervisor yeah, the was really
1: <laughs> they were on it. Yeah, really thinking. So so that's not he's not generally a part of their friend group
0: he is i guess this is like one of the two scenes that really he's in okay. at all and the one is when he almost hits bella with a van the kids invite bella to the beach la push la push baby it's la push there's a big swell coming in and we get my favorite maybe my favorite part of the movie so far oh my god which is when uh, <laughs> eric jumps up on his chair and says hey the push baby you in should I know what
1: that means?
0: The Push Beach down on the Ute Res. We're all going tomorrow.
1: And there's a big swell coming in. And I don't
0: just surf the internet. Eric, he stood up once, and it was a foam board. <laughs> and I don't just surf the internet, yeah. which I realize, <laughs> which I realize is supposed to show like how dorky and uncool he is. But yes. I genuinely love it, and in the same situation would have said that too.
1: Yeah, it is. It's a little like, oh, they don't even know I'm
0: actually a surfer. They go to the beach. Do you like the beach? Do you also like the beach when it's very cold out? Very cold out and yeah. there's a swell coming in. That does not sound like good beach conditions I know. To I
1: know. It didn't sound good to me. And I'm kind of wondering what are the conditions that you are going to surf and whale watch?
0: I mean, well, the swell's coming in, so that's good for the surfing. Yes. And then I guess everyone else can whale watch from the shore? I guess so, yeah. I don't know. I would love to go whale watching, though. That would get me out. I'm not a beach guy. Mm-hmm. Um, sand is not my favorite thing. It's, it gets in your socks. I don't like that. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. But I do want to go whale watching at some point. So that would get me out to the beach. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think cold.
1: you'd have to go to a beach with sand to necessarily go whale watching. You I just guess so. get You just get on there, chat GPT. Uh-huh. Find, can you find me a beach with no sand but
0: whales? Chat GPT, can you get me a boat? <laughs> I,
1: I need, please, what is the shortest path to a boat? How can I make enough money to buy a boat? Yeah. In two weeks.
0: Bella, during this conversation, starts eating a piece of cucumber. Perhaps a
1: piece of cucumber, which,
0: yeah. We As we see, though, she just sits down her backpack. She's not gone to the salad bar yet. She stole that cucumber she from someone. She stole it from someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: 100%. I, I think she probably stole it, yeah. Okay, yeah, she just, did.
0: just making sure we're on the same page.
1: Oh, f- oh definitely. Yeah.
0: Any, any screenplay thoughts from this scene before we
1: move to the salad bar? Well, it just seems like, for me, what I gather from the scene is like, yeah. hey, she's got Coolish friends. Yeah. Relatable. It's like your friends. Yeah. But a little bit more confident.
0: The people that she should be hanging out with. Right.
1: Right. And there's this sense of a like, this is somehow not enough for me because there's a part of me that's not realized here in this space mm-hmm. that is attracted to this kind of shadow self. Yeah. Of my like desire for this for this guy who has it seems like caused her nothing but trouble. And yeah, it just seems to be there to establish like, what if your friends were confident and cool? They probably they are if you behave like this. And now here's the thing that's pulling her away from that.
0: It does make me wonder, are we supposed to want her to forget about Edward and hang out with these other people? Or is that just me as a 30 year old looking back on high school interactions that like yes? are, are we supposed to say, are we supposed to see, Eric and Mike and think, uh, what losers? Bella is too good for them. She should be hanging out with the vampires. Or are we supposed to think, no, Bella, don't do it. There's perfectly good friends right here. I
1: think we have to be caught in between because okay. that's where Bella is. I guess. I think we, we have to feel that we're being pulled apart. That like, yes, of course I, of course, I want you to just hang out with the people who already like you, mm-hmm. who are already plenty of fun and invite you to go to the beach with them. But then also... Isn't there some part of us in all of us that like fantasizes about something that's so much more beautiful, uh, some sort of an ancient magic, uh, the kind of the kind of love that just cannot be overcome by anything in the world? Like we all sort of have there's some I feel like there's something deep inside of us that sort of is always wishing there was another now. And I see that. In, okay. in Bella's like attention towards Edward.
0: Well, let's talk about what that other now is. Let's go to the salad bar. <laughs> Bella goes to the salad bar. Because I will say,
1: we are not the only people wondering if maybe uh, Bella should not be hanging out with Edward right. and just go hang out with her friends. Right. Watch- Edward seems to be on that side as well.
0: Yeah, and everything he's done previous to this scene really just would make me think, oh, you should never speak to this person again. Oh, yeah. Uh, Do you have
1: like a running red flags tally?
0: No, not so much as there's just a permanent red flag stuck up in the air so <laughs> yeah. far. Um, every Basically, every conversation they Bella and Edward have had, to this point, roughly a half hour into the movie, has been stilted and confrontational and just le- sort of left both of them feeling worse yes. than when it started. And for some reason, the movie expects us to believe that they just can't stop doing that right let's talk about the salad let's talk about the salad. this salad on screen for all of four seconds you got but you gotta get
1: just some grilled chicken on there you gotta get some some chickpeas like you Mm -hmm. gotta get some protein in you because that is just not going to sustain you for more than
0: yeah you know 30 45 minutes my big complaint with the salad is not a source of protein my big complaint is you got to arrange it in such a way that you can eat it without it falling apart and like maybe even falling out of the bowl because she has like two big leaves of like romaine lettuce, like sticking full intact leaves, like sticking up out of the bowl. And two little baby corn cobs also sticking yes. up out of the bowl. Yeah. And then just like a few cherry tomatoes and cucumber slices cucumber and slices. cauliflower. Yes. And so it's essentially, it's basically a veggie tray. This is not a salad. It's a crudite in yes, a it's,
1: bowl. Yes, exactly. Yes. Right.
0: If she attempts, because of the size of the lettuce, if she attempts to toss that salad at all, it's not going to work. And that's really
1: oh yeah yeah that yeah. lettuce no, needs to be cut there's clearly something. no intention of addressing Boy, that's so. what that's what called
0: edible, edible art this is one of those things that's come up a few times on this show where that has to be in the book that he walks up and notices her salad and makes a comment about how it's edible art because a no screenplay writer i feel like would ever write that because when you're when you're writing a book, you don't have to worry about what these things actually look like. Yes. You can trust the reader's imagination to come up with a charming salad, whatever that means. (laughs) Yes. When you are writing for the screen, you have to, you, you know that someone is going to have to make this salad look charming. Yes. And maybe they're going to ask you what you had in mind. And so surely this is one of those things that whenever they were writing the screenplay, there was the charming salad. And then on set, they had to think, well, shit, now what do we do? How many work
1: hours went into designing a salad that could have easily been cut from the film?
0: I mean, just have
1: him walk up, right, and say any other vaguely sort of small talky thing, right? Cute bracelet, but it's but he says it like a vampire. I don't know, like it doesn't. You don't have to solve the deep salad Uh problem in order to like move on with the production.
0: Another theory of mine in the, in these situations as they come up in the movie is they were afraid to cut them out because if it's in the book, Twilight fans are going to be expecting it. Yes. And so you got to arrange the salad, like a weird bouquet of lettuce and corn.
1: It strikes me as the, as the victory and the downfall of this particular film series that, it must be that
0: you have to do whatever (laughs) stephanie meyer told you yes yes
1: (laughs) but but more but more deeply than that Uh it is it is purely the receptacle for the projections of the person who's consuming it yeah it's not about trust us we're going to tell you a great story Mm. it's like you want to feel this way yeah so we're going to make a thing where you can feel that way right and yet we
0: are beholden to this thing we did not make and kind of don't understand yes yeah 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 yeah. you can tell like the i don't maybe the the directors and some of the actors do but like the studio sees this as like a a cash grab for young people yes and they don't fully grasp what it is they have here
1: uh i do there's got to be somebody who could direct this with a little bit more visual flair yeah maybe there is in other scenes again i've only seen this one but it was so ashy yeah and uh white and icy and snowy and frosty and it's cold it's definitely a cold word it's i it, i'd say it's related to the cold yes okay it's uh i don't know what i don't i can't oh I man you're is th- it a very common word yeah
0: you're thinking too metaphorically here man <laughs> <laughs> snowflake Nope, nope, less less <laughs> metaphorical than that. Just that's, what's the metaphorical Simple about a it snowflake? down. I we're talking about the color here.
1: Name a the, color, this man. It's white. It's the color white. It's gray. It's it's white, gray, it's eggshell. Beige.
0: <laughs> nope, simpler than that. Simpler than Simpler
1: that. than white? Yeah, simpler than eggshell and beige, that's for sure. Oh, okay. I don't I you know someone's gotta call up. You're, you're wearing it
0: right now, man.
1: <laughs> I'm wearing it? Yeah.
0: What?
1: Like I'm wearing navy and I'm wearing a tan
0: navy blue. That's it's just the blue. blue <laughs> That's the blue bell, Brian. <laughs> oh. Yeah, uh it's not uncommon for guests to come on this show and talk about just how blue the movie Twilight is It usually takes less coercing than this yeah. time around. Okay. But yeah, the movie does have a weird sort of blue tone I to it. I didn't
1: really I mean it definitely is a cooler color palette, but I felt
0: like as I was watching this scene, uh-huh. That's fair cuz this is a like this is a white very white lunchroom and sort of when that when you bring in that blue it just sort of make it a more Teal, mint ish, greenish, bluish, that could yeah. go kind of either way. It's a lot maybe more evident just, in other scenes when you're supposed it, to be like outside.
1: Maybe it's just the presence of so many goddamn vegetables. Yeah, all that, that salad. The only thing they have in this cafeteria is one big salad bar with a bowl of apples on yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Edward scares her with his presence and she knocks over the apple Mm -hmm. in a very unnatural way. Very unnatural, Her hands go forward and then immediately backwards, and you can tell they only went forward to knock over the apple. Yes. And, like, they could have put it in a better, or directed her to move her hands in a more natural way. Yes. It's like you can see her very clearly hit the apple, then react. I don't know.
1: You can see how tight the shooting schedule was in a lot of these shots. Right. Where it's, like, just the little details on the edge are just fuzzy enough that you're kind of, like, we didn't spend time
0: on this. Right. And what
1: a service it would be to Twilight fans everywhere if they had.
0: She knocks it off. He kicks it like a hacky sack. Yes. He catches it in a weird cradling way, like not like catching it. He just like puts his hand under it. It made me wonder how that shot was done. That's got to be all CGI, right? Like that's a that's an animated Apple. It did kind of give me that vibe. There's, I didn't really think about it, but it did. If he had to actually kick the Apple up, that would have taken so many takes. Yeah. I Definitely the kick was... uh. Animated. Okay. And maybe him catching it, he just like, if I could. Demonstrate with. I don't have anything on hand to demonstrate with, so I'm going to use my wedding ring. Maybe you could just sort of have him like slightly toss it up, and then you just cut in. The the cut comes when it's falling down into his hands. I think that would make the most sense for the catch. Yeah. Um. But when he's when it's falling down and when he's popping it back up to himself, that's got to be animated. The first
1: four times I watched it,
0: Mm -hmm. I did think it just. (laughs) I I did think it hit the floor. Yeah, and it definitely hit his either the floor or his foot. It probably has dirt and mud and water on it from outside. Yeah. And there's no way he should be handing that apple back to her.
1: No, it really isn't. You know, not when there's a bowl of apples right next to you. Right.
0: I think you just put that back in the bowl. and let Back some, in the uh, bowl, uh, yeah, then let, Yeah, let some other student take You're it. You're going
1: to put that back
0: in the bowl? What are you going to do, throw away the apple? I There's well, no uh, trash can uh, there. Uh, okay,
1: maybe here's what I would do, probably. Yeah. I would probably set it next to the bowl. With the bruise that's starting to show on the apple, okay. I would probably allow that to be sort of prominent so that, you know, what will happen is that the apple will get left alone until someone who works at the
0: cafeteria can toss it away. I just put it back in the bowl and you let some other student. put it back in yeah, the bowl not? with
1: vampire dirt on, your, on it? Yeah, <laughs> why gonna not? They're
0: not going to know. They're not going to taste it. That's so true. Yeah. That's so true. Before we wrap things up, it's time for a recurring segment on the show that I call Extra Extra. Extra 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 is devoted to the people in the background that I think are more interesting than the people in the foreground. They are people who do not have lines or names. They're just sort of there doing their own thing. The most extra extra, if you will. And today's extra extra is definitely got to be this guy. If you look between Bella and Edward right now, you see a man in all blue, mm-hmm. what I think is a denim shirt tucked into denim jeans, okay. uh, and he's an adult, and he's the only adult in this room. He's got a goatee. He just sort of walks around like the owns of the place. He's saying hi to students, and if you look, keep on looking where he was. At some point right here, uh, he poses for a picture, because one of the people at Bella's yes. table has like the yearbook camera, and you see right there, he poses for a picture and does a little arms out fun pose, and that's my extra extra for the day, because oh, he's just walking around incredible. having Silent conversations, posing for pictures. The only grown up in the room. I love him.
1: Fantastic. So much about this really reminds me of experiences that I've had on set as an ex- extra or like. Tell me about for that. like for commercials and things. There's just this sense like seeing the the girl with the camera. Yeah, and she's like she's
0: lucky because she
1: has something to mess with. She has something to mess with. <laughs> uh-huh. However, it's like is she? I assume that she's meant to be passionate about photography.
0: Yeah, she's on the yearbook. Oh, she's on the yearbook, okay. yeah, or yeah, or
1: the, the school paper, maybe. Okay, one of those two. She's, one of those two makes sense. She takes I was pictures like,
0: for school reasons.
1: <laughs> for school reasons, because I'm like, why are you just taking pictures of random people yeah. around the cafeteria? No, she is. If you're, if you're, I think on the paper. If you're, if you're, if you're, if you got, you're rocking a film camera in, whatever, 2008 or something. Yeah. you're not taking pictures of your. But I get. It, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, but so much about the the initial conversation with mm-hmm. the the sort of like half ad libbed like. Uh, when Mike says, It's creepy, man. Mm-hmm. And all of that stuff is so it so gives me the vibe of people who were told to just kinda ad lib and yeah, just be act friends like high school students by a director who doesn't care about the characters that are right. doing that at all. Right. It's just meant to be a vibe. And you'll go into like commercial auditions and mm-hmm. things. And you're like, all these random people that you've never met are now your group of very best friends. And right. everybody trying to pretend to be best friends with each other mm-hmm. or trying to pretend to like have something to do in the environment that's more interesting than just like staring at your bag of Lay's or whatever. Yeah. And so you, you, fi- you get things like the camera that actually like really stands out as kind of, yeah, different because... And
0: I say she's lucky that she has the camera to work with because in addition to people like that who actually have characters and are allowed to talk on camera, you have all the other students who have been told to stay as quiet as possible. Do not make any noise. Just move your mouth like you're talking Yes, and don't do anything that would distract from the screen or don't be too loud because then we have to pay you more because you're technically a speaking partner. (laughs) Do you
1: think you can get yourself upgraded on on a union set by just talking too No, you
0: can get yourself removed from the movie though. (laughs) There there is a very famous story about the movie Dumb and Dumber where uh, Jim Carrey is like, going through a scene or something and he sees a couple guys and starts talking to one of them and they just don't say anything and the the, the legend goes that they were hired to just be standing outside this 7-Eleven or whatever and don't say anything because if you say something that's a speaking part and we have to yes, pay you more yeah. so when Jim Carrey starts talking to them they're just completely silent and he's just like well see you later oh, and it stayed no. in the movie oh, um, but that's what I think of whenever I see like the other nameless students in the background who are moving their mouths yeah. and you hear sound, but that's not them making that sound. That's piped in later yes. for from the, the, from the Foley guys.
1: Yeah, I've downloaded that exact sound effect off of freesound.org
0: sure. or something.
1: I, yeah, I think that I, I have a few extras that I really like I, that mm-hmm. just stand out as very extra e extras. Yeah. In the very first shot, there's a guy in a pullover uh, sweater vest, yeah. blue sweater vest, that I just get a good vibe from. And then the two cheerleaders who, cheerleaders, walk, sure. who walk behind the lunch table... Is so it just tells me it's this is a high school.
0: Absolutely. Forks high school is is vivid. It's um <laughs> it's it's rich, there's just a lot of a lot of flow. <laughs> the world building. Yeah, it you know forks high school plays itself. There's deep lore. Let's start to close this thing. I'm gonna ask my final question in the interview. If you had to give this scene a name, what would it be? And this is also gonna be the name of the episode, so make it good.
1: Um, okay.
0: we call it snacky sack snacky sack there it is all right snacky sack because he does play hacky sack with an apple i love that it makes perfect sense to me all right let's start to wrap this thing up uh, let's finish things out. This has been another episode of the Bite Side Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If people want to find you, Brian Huther, and like the cut of your jib and the sound of your voice, where can they find you maybe on social media or something oh, like yeah,
1: that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would say just go to, I've got a little website, brianhuther.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can,
0: there you can see the hallmark cards that you've written. Yes, I
1: looked it up before that's you got right. here. You see the hallmark cards that uh-huh. I've written. You can see little blog posts about I don't know acting classes that I took. Sure, you can break apart a lot of different things about my life in the same uh-huh. way that we've that we've overanalyzed this scene. You can uh, see
0: a resume that hasn't been updated in a while. Yeah, that's, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, I don't really post on a lot of my social media point. right now, yeah. but
1: uh, but yeah, if you want to, go to the website. Maybe okay. I'll have a poem up there or something.
0: All right, there you go. If you want to follow the show on social media, feel free to do so. I'm not going to stop you. Uh, you can do that at BiteSizePod underscore on Instagram and TikTok. Nothing going up on TikTok yet. Maybe one day. I've been saying that for like half a year, though. If you want to send the show an email, you can send an email to my favorite Twilight. Podcast at gmail.com. If you like it, tell a friend about it. Leave a review. Word of mouth truly is our best and currently only form of advertising. Thank you so much to my editor, Ben Oxer for putting this all together. Thank you to the band Swimwear Department for letting me use their song Mauled to Death as our theme song of the show. And that is it. That is all we have to talk about today on this episode of the Bite Size Podcast. As we always say at the end of every episode, it's edible art. It's edible art. See you next time. I don't just surf the internet.